from sheisconference.org and Summit Church in Indiana, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the She Is Community Podcast. Welcome to the She Is Community Podcast. This is Michael Vaughn, and I will be one of your hosts today. I am joined by Kim Massingale. Hello, ladies. Jennifer Stanley. Hello, hello. And Katie Stevens. Hi. Real quick, before we jump in, please go and give this podcast a five-star rating. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Also, tell your friends about this podcast and share this episode on social media. If you'd like to receive email notifications every time we release a new episode, go to summitpodcast.church forward slash subscribe. This is the network where you will find all of the podcast content created here at Summit Church. So today we are going to debrief all things She Is Resilient. Uh, now that the conference is over, I'm sure there are lots of interesting pieces to reflect on. But first off, Kim, how are you feeling now that this year's conference is finished? I feel good. Um, to be honest, after it was finished, I felt very tired. <laughs> Same. Um, but Same I, times three. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But I, um, I took some time. I slept till 10 a.m. on Monday. Wow. I don't ever yeah. That's do. That's absolutely incredible. <laughs> That's a big deal. And then I was faced with some work things that I had to get done. And so I took off yesterday, which was incredible. I did not look at email or check um you know check text or anything or even respond to anything work related but what's hard for me after the conference is i get all of these text messages and emails and private any any way people can find me they find me <laughs> <laughs> and this year i received more messages about how God changed their lives than I ever have before after a conference. And so, um, so it was hard for me to turn off my brain after the conference ended because I was getting inundated with so many wonderful testimonies. So I feel really good. Yeah. I mean, that right there is a testament to the success of the conference this year, that there was so much positive feedback and so many lives changed. I mean, that's why we're doing this work uh, is to see lives changed. And I know for myself, I went to a conference at uh, LCBC, which is a big church in Eastern PA, uh, right after the She Is. And uh, Pastor Mel asked me if I was tired. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not tired. I, I, I recharged last. I think I was just in denial, though, because like <laughs> as soon as I got back, I was just, oh, no, it all hit me. I think when I get really super tired, I almost go into this kind of autopilot where I feel yeah. like I get a second wind, but I'm also not able to make basic decisions anymore because of how <laughs> form works. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Jennifer and Katie, how about you? How about you guys? How do you feel now that now that we're through the? Well, I too went to that LCBC conference. <laughs> um, you know, it was really good though. I don't. I. I. I'm not upset that I went, but afterwards, like the ride down, super slap happy, um, and like. <laughs> driving for three and a half hours but um yes or monday see i don't even know what date is today's thursday today's thursday Thursday. i say with such confidence um (laughs) after getting home on monday night i was like oh yeah i really do feel i feel the tired it was go 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 and then when it was finally stop it just hits you like a truck (laughs) um and then i was able to take today off of work so again just trying to stay off of um anything work related and and just kind of, kind of resting. I am not able to sleep in. I try, but I couldn't. But I was just to have the freedom to sit in bed for just a little, and just be like, oh, I don't actually have to get up, even though I'm awake. Like that was really nice. So I feel a lot better today. Yeah. For me, I made a very pointed decision and chose to go to church on Saturday night. 
So that Sunday morning, I didn't have to go. That's the beauty yeah. of not being on a church staff. Right? I know. Bonus. Total bonus. So so I was able to kind of uh, recharge on Sunday. And then uh, we had our freedom class on Sunday night. So um, I didn't. Oh, I guess I had I had Bible study in the afternoon and freedom class. So I wasn't completely off. I just right. didn't. I waited till like noon to like really function. So it was nice. Yeah. Uh, working the services this, the weekend, like the turnaround after Saturday afternoon into Saturday night, Saturday night service. Have you ever been on the road driving probably when you're too tired and you shouldn't be? Yes. And then you get to a destination and you can't remember how you got there. Yes. It's called disassociation. Yes. Yeah. So funny story. So uh, of course we hosted Lisa Bevere this weekend at Summit and um, she spoke all of our services. So I was supposed to be the the stage host for our weekend services as well okay. and so Saturday night I got up there I mean Michael will know yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was like slurring my words a little <laughs> bit and getting really confused as to what I was to be saying and normally I know like I don't have to have a script and know exactly what I'm gonna say and I was like that was not good and then I was supposed to do the um, go up after she spoke and give the invitation for salvation and I text uh, my husband Mel during the service I was like you're gonna I have to do yeah. it like <laughs> I can't even form words in my brain just sitting here much less and so yeah that's how tired I was it definitely felt like I was on an autopilot yeah and I watched uh Pastor Kendall um he led so many songs over the weekend and I think it was I don't know Sunday during the 11 or the 9 and I looked over at the visuals operator and I was like how is he still doing this like <laughs> how is he still able to, like yeah I don't know how he's not completely wiped out um, okay, so let's just start at the beginning. It's Thursday night and we get to the KCAC for rehearsal, kind of get to get everything in line. Uh, what's going through your mind as you see, maybe in particular, uh, when I first got there and I saw all the stuff in the arena that the production company brought just like there, not put up yet, but just <laughs> out there in the arena. And I was like, oh man, this is big. This is going to be big. Uh, so w what's in your head when you get there Thursday night and we start walking around and, and seeing everybody? I think I want to back up just a little bit to Thursday day. We did not get the lanyard cards until Thursday day. And so, so like there was like this um, kind of hustle to get the lanyards on the cards. And so then we were able to offer um, early check-in, but like there for a little bit on Thursday, we're like, this is, we need these lanyard <laughs> cards to get here, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that was kind of a, a crunch time, but then yeah, going to the arena, I don't know that I was as impacted because I had seen been in the arena before doing that. Um, but I, I think what, what I picked up on the most, it was like how well the decor had already been put together, like that it was mm -hmm. way farther along than I expected it to be and how pretty it was, you know, that the color scheme really went well, um, with, well, with everything. So with the pieces, all those details went really well. And so, um, I think that that was my big thing. It's like, man, this is looking good. Yeah, it did look really, uh, really nice in there. And I know for, for myself, um, I think Thursday night I was getting ProPresenter ready, which ProPresenter for all of you listening is basically the engine that runs all of the visuals at like a church service or in this case at the conference. And I was getting it ready for Friday and I started to realize just how big of a task that was going to be. And <laughs> then I had to console myself by realizing that I had, I would have most of Friday during the day to get ready for Saturday. So I had to use Thursday for <laughs> Friday and Friday for Saturday, which is not ideal, but it worked out. Um, 
so Friday morning, uh, you know, we have most of the day off before the evening session, the first session that would kick off the conference. What are you doing Friday morning and throughout Friday, like during the day, are you relaxing? Are you, uh, unable to sit still? Are you trying to tie up loose ends? What's going on? <laughs> I showed up dressed for the conference at about, I think it was noon. I was shooting for a little earlier, but I didn't quite make it till noon and I just stayed and then whatever little little things popped up, I tried to help out with. <laughs> so I, I knew that I needed to be um, on site for any of the, those last minute things that you're like, oh, I need a pen. Oh, I need some tape. Oh, I need, you know, and um, to be a part of that. So running around the bonusy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so antsy. Like I, at one point I was pacing in my apartment <laughs> because uh, my mom had come into town. So it was a s- pretty slow morning. Um, but then after I had taken a shower, I was just like, I, I think the nerves were hitting me too. Because I like the realization all of a sudden was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be on stage in front of a lot of people. I've never done that before. (laughs) (laughs) So I was feeling super nervous. I was going over notes that we had made. I was pacing back and forth. Um, I had called Christina on the phone. I ended up going to her house for a little bit just to be with another human who could understand the nerves I was feeling. Um, And we got to talk things through. And then we came over to the KCAC. I think it was probably a little bit after two. Um, and then also just like, all right, let's just get ourselves settled. We can be here if anything pops up that we need to do. Um, but I was antsy. I tried my best to relax, but yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday night, we had a late night at, I mean, as you know, Michael, at the KCAC. So for me, I, I will jump back to Thursday real quick. Just being in the arena, seeing all the production equipment, it was a whole nother level than it was in 2019 by like three times. Um, and so for me, it was just kind of the awe and the wonder of, of that, but also that, man, we're getting the opportunity to do this again and just being present for rehearsal and feeling God's presence, even during that, even working through issues, just knowing that God was going to meet us the next day. And, um, but Friday morning, I I mean, I'll be honest, I kind of had a slow morning, but then I came to the church and, um, I did my techie stuff, which was get all the iPads ready for the store (laughs) and (laughs) set all the passwords to one password so that Vanessa, arts, um, shop, uh, leader would know, uh, what the passwords were. So I did some of that stuff. And then, uh, we went to lunch, uh, with our ministry partner, Peter Good from Zoe and Thessaloniki and really just had this God moment right then and there where he was talking about grace. And I determined he is our opener for the (laughs) evening. He is going to be, um, our storyteller and our opening prayer and, um, just had a really then slow afternoon leading up to the conference with just so much anticipation for what God was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I started to feel a lot better Thursday night when I saw, like when we were going through rehearsal and I saw that things were working at least like <laughs> yeah. that they were, you know, cause I didn't know, I mean, this was the first time I had worked with a professional production company and I hadn't met really met any of these guys or knew what they were going to bring or any of that stuff mm-hmm. until I got there. And then once I got there, I was like, okay, does anything work? Like how, and then once I start to see that it is, I I felt a lot better. And then I don't know about you ladies, but for me, uh, when there's like a big monumental thing in front of me, like a lot of tasks or a really big task, um, I end up 
trying to focus on like 10 minutes at a time. Like, okay, how do I get through the next 10 minutes? How do I get through the next hour? And sometimes I can focus so much that I'll forget other things that are supposed to happen like the next day and I'll have to go back and look at a schedule. But that's what I ended up doing. I was just, just just to kind of cope with the monumental nature of it is just like, okay, focus on what's right in front of me. And that kind of carried me through the two days. Um, and so it ended up being a lot less stressful than I thought it would be. Uh, but at the same time, like if someone were to come up to me and ask me, Hey, what are you doing? You know, Sunday afternoon, I would be like, what is Sunday afternoon? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and so, yeah. So Kim, when you walked out on stage for the first time, I noticed that you were a little emotional. What was, um, what was going through your mind in that moment? The first time that you went out, uh, on in the KCAC this year? Wow, I get to do this. Um, It really is a get to, not a have to. Um, It is an honor and privilege. And because I've traveled internationally and I, I don't, I don't take lightly the fact that in our country, women get together. They get to gather under the name of Jesus. Whereas I just watched a documentary last night called Sheep Among Wolves. And, um, where women are leading the underground church in Iran Mm. and they aren't allowed to gather, you know, together. Um, And the fact that we get to do that here is a huge privilege, a huge um, responsibility. But the fact that I knew that lives were going to be changed and impacted that weekend. Um, and that women came from all over, you know, um, for this weekend is just super, it takes my breath away every time. Yeah. The unique ability to do that in the West. And it really kind of makes the Shias conference like a, almost like an example of women's conferences for the whole world, really like in places Mm -hmm. all over, all over the world where they're not able to do women's conferences, let alone women's conferences, which can be like the preeminent ministry of a church, like the Super Bowl of a particular church's ministries. Um, I think that's one of the things that's unique about she is and about um, the summit ministries is that there's so much that goes into she is and that we're able to do it so publicly. And, you know, with, all of the production and the arena and everything surrounding it, I think is super cool. Um, what do you think are some elements from this year's conference that you thought worked out really well? And maybe what are some things that you might change next year? And we can think about this in terms of the actual conference itself and maybe even your particular role in the conference. Like think about your own individual performance too. Like what are some things that you did this year that you thought, man, that worked out way better than I thought it would, or as well as I thought it would. And what are some, maybe some mistakes that you made in your individual roles that you want to do better uh, for next year's conference? Well, I can go first. <laughs> um, I think that everything went really well. I'm really, I'm really proud of our teams. Um, I'm really proud how well everyone worked together. And, um, you know, any issues we had, I don't think attendees would have ever known. <laughs> you know, there are things that we know down to the detail of every transition and you know, production wise and all of those things that, that we knew how we missed or, um, but I don't think attendees really notice those things. Um, for me, I just realized I still, 
I still have my hand in too much. <laughs> like there's things that I that I still need to hand off. And that's that's a year by year process of like, okay, Kim, you don't have to do these things. Like give this stuff away. Like, you know, and I think I've done that over the year bit by bit every year, but then there's new stuff this year, like having a hybrid conference for the first time that still had my hand in some of the techie things that I could have, you know, given them away to other people. Um, so I think just being willing to admit that, that, that there's things that I need to hand off still that are hard for a perfectionist, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, sometimes, but I, but I want to, I want to give those things away so that I can focus on what I'm called to focus on. Um, yeah, I had another thought, but it just like, it just, it just left. (laughs) It's going to come back. Yeah. And I think about like the, you were mentioning about delegating some of the tech stuff that has to be hard for a speaker to do because, um, maybe people who have people who haven't been involved with production or tech, um, maybe they don't realize it yet, but, those elements when they go wrong end up going wrong visually like visibly going wrong so they Mm -hmm. end up influencing and impacting the speaker too so like i can see a world in which a speaker has an idea of how uh, he or she wants their um their their teaching to go or their moment to go and the parts that they know uh have to be integrated into that that are from like a production standpoint, it would, there would be a lot of pressure to kind of hold, hold on to those yourself and handle those yourself so that you know that it'll get done right. Whereas if you hand it off, then it's like, well, maybe that'll come up whenever I need it to, or maybe it won't. And if it doesn't, how, how am I going to react to that in the moment? And so, yeah, it, it is, uh, the tech side of it ends up being attached to the speaking side of it in a very real way. And I can see how that would be hard to hand that off for yeah. sure. Yeah. Can you restate the question again? Yeah. So we were talking about like your individual role or even at the level of the conference. Um, what were some things that you thought went really well and what are some things that you're going to maybe leave behind for next year? Uh, what are some ways you're going to try to do better? I feel pretty solid about this year as opposed to like 2019. I think that my, I had a lot of growth in that and like what to expect and what it should be like. Um, so I feel, feel confident that the leaders for the different teams led well, because I, I don't know a lot of problems that happened. Like if they had them, they took care of them. And so, um, so I felt like we had really good people in place to be the leaders for their teams. Um, I think mine, I want to send an email sooner, you know, make mm-hmm. sure people know. Cause I know for me, sometimes I'm thinking, well, I'm not thinking about this yet. So this information can wait. And some people may need that information sooner. And so being more sensitive to that, I think, Um, I think I want to, as far as our leader meeting, um, I say that not the leader meeting, the, um, the dream team meeting that we have where everyone picks up their shirt. Um, the way that I had it structured where people were getting their shirts in the front impacted our ability to pray over what was going on. So we try to have a, a a session of prayer right before that meeting. And so, um, how we had that set up was disruptive to that. And so then I, I need to find another way to do that. So people get their paperwork, their t-shirt, and yet we're still able to pray um, over the conference. So that's a change I definitely want to make. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Katie? I know. Now it's my turn. <laughs> um, this year was just so different for me. I think my role has shifted a lot over the years. And I felt like this was the first year I was like, I feel like I should be doing more. Um, I felt that way too. 
Like I felt like this is going too smoothly. Like there should be something that I, I can, can do give y'all more. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I was gonna say that's uh, yeah. that's not a problem, no. right? I, I have some things. Yeah, uh, man, it's just I yeah, because I know I'm because my my role has shifted at the church. So I mean, last year I had I was pretty hands on when it came to communicating with like speakers assistants and helping him out with stuff like that. And this year, I mean, I loved what I got to do. Um, it was being an MC, like an MC, a, a, a host. But it was cool, too, to be able to do that for the online attendees and for the in-house attendees, too. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, always in my brain, like, okay, how do we make this special for the people who are watching? Um, and so that was a lot of fun. At times it felt challenging because I was like, ah, I don't, I don't want to forget them. And I, am I using the right language? Like, all of that stuff. Um, but I think it went really well. And any nerves I felt was just Katie feeling nerves. But the best part was I got to do it with two of my closest friends. So it made it really easy. <laughs> yeah. How do you think that went, by the way? Like, I know before we, when we were still in talks about the format of the conference, we were discussing the possibility of separate simultaneous mm -hmm. host moments. Um, having the host moments the way that you had them, how did you feel going through it in terms of addressing the audience in-house and the people online? Did it feel natural to you? Yeah. And I honestly, I think that's because we had done online for so long at church and then having a conference last year, like it made, it made it a lot easier, like finding camera and talking to the camera didn't feel as awkward as it probably would have felt, um, years ago. Um, and I, I honestly think we did a good job. People in the chat from what I saw, cause I was in the chat at the front end of things, they were responsive, which I was super encouraged by. I was like, I hope they're, they engage <laughs> in the chat because then none of this will work. Um, but I know when Christina, Steph and I were planning, we, we did try to be intentional about including the online attendees and making sure we had a way to make it, 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 they weren't just watching, they were part of the conference too, you know, and we wanted to make sure that they felt that. So I personally think it went well. But that's yeah. bias. I mean, I, and I'm with you on that just in general, the smooth nature of the conference and the way everything went. Because when you think about it, um, almost everybody on the backside of things this year, that was their first time at the KCAC. It was my first yeah. time at the KCAC. The production company is their first time there, too. So we all get there on Thursday night and we have pretty much 24 hours to get this figured out and to, to we know we have a vision of what it, what it's supposed to be we have a run sheet you know we have a program but now we have to take that and turn it into a reality and because of uh because it was so new to myself and to them and to everyone kind of involved in in that machine um, I am pretty impressed with uh how smooth everything went and how much of the things that needed to work worked um, okay, so let's talk about stress. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we hit a high note. Let's now let's go to a low note. Um, what was the most uh, stressful part of this year's conference uh, for each of you? And uh, maybe instead of talking about like how you solved those problems, let's talk about how you managed your stress moment by moment. So th try to think about the moments that you had that were like, oh, no, I, I don't know if this is going to happen the way I need it to, um, where you kind of feel like you've lost control. If you had any moments like that, I had a moment like that Thursday night um, because I had to. And for those who don't understand pro presenter, this might not make much sense, but basically there's a way that you you arrange the program so that lyrics will show the right way on the, on the screens in house and on the live stream. And I didn't know how to do that. I think I knew how to do it and I forgot. And so I had to do all of that, uh, before Friday. And I, 
I didn't know if it was going to work. And so what I did is I came, I left the KCAC and I came back to the church and I took pictures of the way we do it here. And then I took those pictures and I went back to the KCAC and then I also uh, called Kendall <laughs> and I was like, Kendall, help me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and he helped out a lot. And then he also reminded me that I have all day Friday to get that figured out also. Um, but yeah, so for me, uh, I think I touched on this earlier when things get super stressful like that, or when, you know, you think you have it under control and then it's like, Oh no, maybe nothing's going to work. Uh, I kind of, I, I narrow my time frame and I look at, okay, what do I need to do in the next 20 minutes? And that has its disadvantages, but it also prevents you from being overwhelmed. So, uh, what was your most stressful moment and how did you handle that stress? I don't know that I could pick a moment. I think what, what I was concerned about this year was getting uh, men to serve. Like it just, we kind of talked on that last time, but just um, finding men that were available. And so that felt different than years previously. Um, and I don't know why, like I can't, I don't know what that was. Now we ended up having plenty of men that, that served, but at, through the course of like scheduling volunteers, that seemed to be a concern that I had. Um, it was like, I need some men to carry this stuff in and out. And where are they? You know, so, um, but luckily Don Huey stepped up and then had a few of his guys. And then we had some other men in the church that agreed to be a part of it. And so it worked out. But I think if I were going to pick what stressed me out or what I was concerned about, it would have been that piece because I don't want to carry a couch. Yeah. I don't. My, <laughs> interestingly enough, my parents. Uh, I do have a servant's heart, but I don't want to carry a couch. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I think Saturday morning, my parents went to Perkins to have breakfast and they said they saw like long tables full of just men. Aww. And they thought maybe that those, those were men that had dropped their wife, wives That's off funny. at the She Is conference and then went and had breakfast. That's and cool. so it's totally possible. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I think, I think for me, um, my team is, and I'm really grateful for you guys, uh, just guarding me from the issues because the, the issues that, that we had, I found out about after the conference was over. Um, I think for me, the most stressful part is being in, being not at our church, you know, being in a space where we have limited control over things that happen. And so that was a step of faith we took in 2019 to go to an arena and to make room for as many women as God would bring to come. And I still feel obedient in doing that. But then there's, you know, there's things that we deal with that, that we wouldn't, you know, have to necessarily navigate if we were at home, mm -hmm. you know, um, if we were at our church building. And so I think those are probably some of the more stressful, the stressful things. But again, um, my team really kind of protected me from a lot of those things this weekend so that I could focus on the word that I was going to be bringing and my moments and hosting the speakers well. And, um, but yeah, I, I've, I have to, you know, you asked how you deal with stress. Um, I really have to remind myself, I'm not expecting, even though I'm a recovering perfectionist, I'm not expecting perfection. Um, because the fact is, is that Holy Spirit's going to move how he wants to move. He doesn't need all of our tech to go perfectly. He doesn't need everything to go just right in order for him. Like that's not how he works. He's not like, well, if you do X, Y, and Z, then, mm -hmm. then I'll meet with the women, then I'll move in their lives. So I'm always reminded of that, that we do our part, but if something goes wrong, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, 
I know for myself, I've had to remind myself that so often the people who show up to a conference or even show up to church for that matter, um, they're not looking at the backside of things all the time and like what's behind the scenes. And so they, a lot of times they just don't notice if something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and they say like when you're speaking that only 10% of your nervousness or anxiety is visible to the people who are watching you. And so I think the same thing goes a lot of times, depending on what the issue is for little issues that happen. And I think that that really was uh, evidenced by the fact this year that you got so much positive feedback and testimony about yeah. uh, the impact. And so all the little things that we might have saw uh, happen, um, you know, mm -hmm. didn't really uh, hinder the impact overall of the conference. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't even necessarily... Uh, I guess something that was of concern to me, I don't know if it necessarily, maybe it stressed me out. I was just very, um, I was looking at the time a lot, especially on Saturday. I was like, I'm one who likes to stick to a schedule and notices when things are like getting off or are off. And so I was like, oh no, we're, we're getting, we're really cutting it down to the wire and we have church and we have to get ready for this. And then it was like, even now just saying, and I'm thinking, well, here's the thing, like, just because a conference was going on, that didn't mean that God forgot about the fact we were having church, you know, like he, he was in all of the details. He is in all the details. So I think once I kind of took some deep breaths and resigned myself to that, I'm like, all right, Lord, this is where I just get to trust you and, and believe that I'm going to get to where I need to be on time. Um, when I go to Blairsville tomorrow, um, every, it's going to like, I'm trusting that you're going to speak in and through me as I teach and story tell, even though I'm very tired. Um, but and I know that's a thing I need to work on too, is just not being so held to time. Um, but yeah, that was something I think that had me most concerned or that was on my mind a lot was just looking at the time and. Yeah. yeah, you raise a good point, Katie. I actually forgot about how stressful it was to turn around from the <laughs> conference and, and do church uh, after that was, you know, it's, it's stressful, but it's always awesome to see too because you see everyone spring into action and like the the greatest measure of teamwork it seems like happens when it's like okay conference is done you now have an hour and a half to get ready for for church and then seeing everybody jump into it is is pretty impressive to see uh and so I, I i have mixed feelings about it like it is stressful to have that turnaround but at the same time it's super cool to see everyone jump in and and make it happen and we were able to make it happen so that that's that's awesome yeah so uh, when we think about Mo Isom Aiken and Lisa Bevere, both of them are excellent itinerant speakers. What were your biggest takeaways from each of their teachings throughout the conference? First of all, Michael, I love that you say itinerant because it's like, I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> Traveling. <laughs> With a set, like, paid to travel, right? Yeah, yeah I was like, to hmm, speak. I know itinerary, so there's got to be some kind of relation. I promise I have a good vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Like I followed. <laughs> good job, Jen. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm married to Todd. He uses big words all the time. Well, I'm married to Mel. Same, but. Uh, I'm not <laughs> married, but I read books with big words, so. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, I'll let, I mean, I can let them speak. First of all, I want to say that as just humans, they're both amazing people. Um, not always when you get a speaker in, um, behind the scenes, are they who they are when they, as they present themselves on the stage. And, um, I will say that both of them were so kind and, just so humble and so willing to like, you know, there were several times they both each asked me multiple times, like, Kim, is there anything that we can do for you? 
Mm-hmm. Is there any way that we can serve you? And that just meant so much to me because I'm not thinking about me at all. I'm thinking about them. Are they getting what they need to get ready to pour out? And um, so I'll just say from a personal perspective, uh, both of these women Im- Im- impacted me greatly just by being who they were. Like they are the same person on and yeah. off the stage. It's interesting that you say that because I worked uh, closely with Lisa Bevere's assistant like mm-hmm. throughout the conference and even during the church services. And that was the thing that she said about Lisa herself too. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, what you see is what you get. And that, you know, she's one of the few people that, uh, you know, is authentic on stage and is still just a good human uh, mm-hmm. off stage. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, what a privilege to get to have her uh, for the conference and for, and for church for that mm-hmm. matter. Uh, Katie and Jennifer, what do you got as far as like, what'd you take away from, from these teachings this year? I think that Mo needs to teach a college class and I need to sign up for it <laughs> because yeah. there was just so much depth there, you know, mm-hmm. it was really, really good. And so I, I do have plans to go back and, and, um, rewatch and, um, make sure that I catch everything because there's just so much meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm pretty sure it was Mo that was talking about how, um, she just was spending time with Jesus. And then out of that, um, like her, um, I don't want to say, I guess her calling developed, you know, like her, her desire to share what God was doing in her life. And, um, like kind of came out of that. And I think that's super important. I think that, um, we have a lot of people that feel called to do something for God. And so sometimes people get so focused on what they're want to be doing that they forget about needing to have a relationship. And like, if you're putting your relationship with Jesus first, those other things will flow. Mm -hmm. Those other things will come next. And so I appreciated that reminder from her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, I just really I I haven't had that much, I don't know, exposure to either one of them. I know Mo was here with us before for She Is One Night. Um, I read one of her books and Lisa Bevere. I've listened to a few podcasts that she's been on, but I really hadn't had much experience with either one of them. Um, But I I knew that they'd be good. I just love that how they're so different. Like, I just love that. I loved like hearing Mo, like you said, Jennifer, like she was so, not that Lisa wasn't, but so in depth and just, you know, I don't know, so intellectual in her speaking and a little more even toned as well, which I really appreciate. I was like, oh, okay. Cause I don't, I'm not super outgoing and super expressive. And to see someone on stage like that, I was like, okay, I can relate to that. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have uh, Lisa Bevere who was, you know, very energetic on stage and, and really honestly kind of, I, I say this in a good way, but like in your face, like calling out stuff mm-hmm. and, and Mo also too did call out things too, you know, to challenge us. But I think that's too, is like, I left feeling challenged, like, okay, I did take notes, but also want to go back and watch and, and get as much as I can from it because there's so many different areas that you can pull from. And Jennifer, like you were saying, what Mo was talking about of just being in the the hidden place. And mm-hmm. actually, which was interesting is Becky Hennessy was there and we actually had a podcast with Becky yeah. Hennessy. Um, so go back and listen to that because she talked about um, being in the hidden places with God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> um, and just the importance of that. Like, it doesn't matter um, if you're on a stage. It doesn't matter if you're in front of this many people. What matters is what what it's like when you're with God by yourself and, and just having that intimacy. And I loved how Mo just basically broke that down and redefined what intimacy with God is, too, because I think a lot of that's so important to hear. Um, yeah. So 
I think Mo had some good things to say in the luncheon too. So if you can help me communicate that. Um, So someone had asked the question about what do you do when you feel called to do ministry, but you aren't feeling supported by your husband. Um, And so she had three good points. This is what I may need help on. One was that like to, to pray against division, you know, in, in the household and that, um, that God would unite your vision. The second thing was to be able to communicate to your husband that, you know, I, I feel called to do this and um, I need to respond to what God is asking me to do. I'm ultimately going to be accountable for how I handle that. And so I I can't not do what God's asking me to do. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing was to pray specifically for your husband. And, um, I thought those were just really good practical takeaways from that, because I do think a lot of times, um, that there can be division in that scenario. And so, um, that stuck with me for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed how um, much passion they brought even even to the luncheon, you know, where it's just like a simple Q&A. Uh, they still seemed like they were passionate and eager to answer those questions. And so like that, that was really cool to see. And Katie, you, you'd mentioned about um, when you see a speaker who kind of shares a characteristic that you, ha- you also mm-hmm. have that yeah. I think that's really cool whenever that happens. Because like, so, for instance, I've told people that Ben Stein made, has been able to make money from like being boring, like just super <laughs> monotone. And so if he can do it, I could probably do it too. Um, I really don't see you as being that <laughs> monotone and boring. I re- that's not my description of you. So just throw that out there for you. Yeah. But to, to see like anytime I see, cause there are so many dynamic speakers who are just their, their ability to exhort is just off the charts. And then to see someone maybe like Mo and full disclaimer, I was behind the stage and I didn't have a monitor, so I missed everything. Yeah. Like I couldn't hear any of it. So I'll have to go back and, and watch as well. But uh, to see like an even keeled kind of calm mm-hmm. speaker who's who's centering her, her uh, talk around the substance that she's bringing is yeah. really awesome to see, I think. Um, okay, so looking ahead, actually there's one more thing I wanna address with Lisa Bevere. Uh, here at Summit, after the conference, she, she actually took a moment during one of the services to address men and to, and to, uh, encourage men. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was awesome. Um, because I know like with the the whole weekend surrounding, she is, if you're a guy can start to feel maybe a little imbalanced, which it should, because it's a women's conference, (laughs) but it was nice to know that she was tracking with that and that she just set aside a moment and was like, I'm going to talk to the men in the house and give them some encouragement and let them know that, you know, we're paying attention to them too. Which I think we have that for anyone who want to go back and watch it. I think, did you cut that on the on-demand part? Did you keep that for the 11 a.m.? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, there is an uncut version of the 11 a.m. and then there's a cut version. So um, if you want like just Lisa Bevere's sermon, you'd visit the one that doesn't say uncut. If you want the whole thing, like worship, all of it, yeah. there's a listing on YouTube that <clears throat> uh, says uncut next to it. And that's yeah. where you'd find that. You can hear her exhort. Yeah, I thought that was so good. I want to say maybe two or three more things. <laughs> one or two or three. Um, one is that... I want to just say, Kim, you did an amazing job as well. I know we brought in Lisa and Mo, but um, I've seen you preach a lot, <laughs> and there was something different about you I being agree. on stage. It was amazing. So well I was holding done. that. That's on my notes to talk to you about later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just really, really cool. And cool is not even a good word to use. I'm lacking my big vocabulary today. It was anointed, um, and it was, it yeah. was there was a boldness yeah. there, and a, and not that she lacks confidence at other places, but like confident and yeah. knowing that this is what needed to be communicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, I just saw yeah, that. it was incredible. So 
well done. Thank you. <laughs> um, but also to just having the privilege of Becky and Nisha being there as well, having a Q&A with them. Um, and I know we had a Q&A. We've done Q&As before. Um, but just having the opportunity to hear from Pastor Becky, um, she's incredible too. She, I feel like everything that comes out of her mouth is so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to hear part of Nisha's story, I think probably landed on a lot of women. Um, so that was also um, just a great element to have as well. So I didn't want to you know, move on without saying that. I think that's valid. I want to share this too, that back when uh, Becky had been here seven years ago, right? Um, she had prayed with me and um, I, I, she, through her prayer, started my process of freedom and like finding myself in Christ. And so there, there were some bondage that I was dealing with that she um, helped to break. And so hearing that that was like the start of her journey too, the difficult things about seven years ago, um, you know, I, I did approach her, I, you know, was able to grab her between during an intermission and just, um, just thank her for her willingness to pray with me. And, um, knowing that that wanted her to know that there was fruit in that, in my life, that that was some, I feel like think there was that started. You might remember that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. Yeah, very much so. Okay. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, I, I think that, man, there was just so much to unpack from the weekend. I think that's something that I want to do differently next year is give a little bit more space for processing. And, um, you know, we just pack so much in. So we're looking at some scheduled changes to allow for that um, because that's important. But but too, I would just encourage you. I know Jen, Katie, both you've said that you want to go back and watch some of it. And I do think like some of the messages were just so packed full of, nuggets you know that we need to go back and and process and so that's why we have like the on-demand tickets available to be able to do that and I highly encourage it because again like one of my greatest convictions is that we don't just come to a weekend and get on this emotional high and then forget everything (laughs) that Mm -hmm. we just heard and so that's why I think it's so important to maybe listen again or look over notes again and just to really process it before the Lord and say okay Lord how do you want me to respond like not just this weekend but how do you want me to respond Mm -hmm. today and the next day and the following day Mm -hmm. um that's where true life change happens it doesn't just happen um you know once it continues to happen and and so that that would be my prayer and then the cool thing about all the stories that i've gotten in are like everybody's different. Hey, this speaker really Mm -hmm. spoke to me Mm -hmm. or man, Lisa just unleashed something unlocked something within me with her boldness and her authority. And that's the thing about Lisa. She speaks with such authority, you know, (laughs) and, and part of that's just her being older and Italian and this godmother. And she's, this is, you know, but she's been around the block a few times. Like she knows and the truth and that the truth will set you free. And so she speaks that with such authority and boldness and with love too. Um, but then I had so many people say, man, Becky in her five minutes or 10 minutes that she spoke, she spoke exactly what I needed or Nisha. I had, I had one woman, um, in our community email me and say, that it was a divine appointment specifically for her that Nisha was to speak Saturday morning because she was scheduled to go 
um, speak at a 25-year-old's funeral that mm. afternoon. And she was so anxious, had so much concern about what do I even say at a funeral of someone so young. But when she heard Nisha, like I just love that God does that. Yeah. When she heard Nisha that morning speak about her son and just how she responded that funeral, then this woman was able to go to this funeral and speak without any anxiety, without any worry, and knew exactly. And she was actually able able to have Nisha pray with her before she went. And I just love that. I love how God cares about each and every woman that much that he specifically knew the word they needed to hear Mm -hmm. and, and they all got it from someone. Yeah. That's one of the things too, that's so great about conferences like this is that um, because there's so much involved, like you really run the gamut of, of a, different perspectives, bringing the word and bringing teachings. And it does seem like, yeah, there's an impact down to the individual and specific impact in the moment that like in that story that you told was an impact that had happened that morning and changed a a life that afternoon, which is super cool. And Lisa's authority, you know, she, she, uh, I had to cut a video, um, like midway through the video and Lisa is probably one of the three people in that entire arena that I would listen to, to cut that video. Like that was extraordinarily painful for me to do, but, uh, and I confirmed like two or three times is Lisa telling me to do this? And it's like, yep, do it. And I was like, okay, ouch. And then I did it. But, uh, yeah, she's, she brings the authority. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so looking ahead to next year, um, I mean, I think that the, the testimony and the feedback received this year is, is evidence of the grand vision that is she is. And so what are some strategies that you want to put in place to make sure that next year in 2022, uh, that it measures up to the vision and maybe even goes beyond it and, and grows beyond it and exceeds it? Do you have a is it part of your vision, Kim, to have a movement, uh, you know, when you go from when you go into the KCAC for the first time and that big leap forward, do you have, uh, is it part of your vision to have another big leap forward or are you thinking more in terms of, uh, keeping things where they are? Like what, what do you see coming forward in in next year? Mm -hmm. I mean, I still very much feel the words make room. Um, now how that goes forth. I, or the strategy behind that yet, I don't know. But I do know that this conference really is for kingdom purposes. It is for churches. It is not just for summit. And um, and therefore, I want to be obedient to that, to continue to make room for women from all over to be able to come or watch online. I've had several people ask me, will you continue to have um, an online option. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I mean, that's just in the world that's here to stay mm-hmm. a hybrid option. And, and the beauty of that is it reaches the nations potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will always remain, remain an option from here on out. Um, and so I think for, for me too, it's making sure again, like I, I referenced earlier, but okay, how can we make more space um, schedule wise to give women an opportunity to, um, interact with one another and, um, discuss with one another and process with one another versus just like a compact fire hose of information. And then, um, 
wham, bam, we're done, you know, like, um, and so just always looking for those opportunities, um, and, and how we can make room for that because that's just super process. Uh, that's super important to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's super good. Hey, if you missed this year's conference, it is available online on demand. Kim, where can people find that to order their on-demand tickets? So if you will just go to sheisconference.org and hit the get ticket tickets button at the top of the screen, it'll take you to all of our, um, events coming up, including She Is One Night in March and She Is um, 2022, as well as the online experience for this last conference. So Awesome. Yeah. So you should definitely check that out. I know that's something that I'm going to be doing um, because I want to hear uh, the teachings from this year and uh, hear them again and listen to them and, and really process them. You don't want to miss anything that uh, you might have missed live and in the moment. So there's always that option to check it out again. Thank you guys for listening to the She Is Community Podcast, uh, and we will see you all in the next episode.